Welcome to Pardon the Intermission, a podcast that takes a look at movies, TV, and all things entertainment from the past, the present, and the future. Remember to subscribe and like the podcast and give a review. This helps out the podcast and is greatly appreciated. Now on to the show. Yes, hey everyone, welcome to Pardon the Intermission. I'm Eric. And I'm Jason. We hope you're all doing well out there. Right, glad to have you guys back for another edition of Pardon the Intermission, where we talk about everything pop culture, TV, movies, and sort of something in between here and there, and up and down, left and right, sideways, and <laughs> perpendicular, and horizontal. We talk whatever. about it all, I We think. talk about it all. We, we try cover to. the whole spectrum of pop culture and... Everything in the digital mondosphere. Yeah, we try, we try. We try, and we try make it interesting, and we try it making making it provocative sometimes, but the point is, is that we hope you guys enjoy it just as much as we enjoy talking about it. And uh, I tell you, it's a lot easier to keep up with now since the strike. It is, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, the, I mean, the writer's strike, I think, has been kind of a blessing and a curse, because while there's not really a lot of brand new content out there to talk about, I mean, there's yeah. still some old stuff that we can kind of fall back on and say, hey, remember when? And all that. Oh, so, sure. Yeah, we've got yeah. we got plenty of, of uh, older. I would say the yeah. uh, the past, present, and the future. Um, I think right. we'll be talking about a lot of the past uh, until the strike gets over with. I know, and I'll tell you what, we may be doing it for a very long time because, based on what I'm reading, uh, this strike is not going to end anytime soon. Really? Uh, yeah, just from what I'm reading. Uh, Do you think the, the writers' demands are? See, I, I've kind of read a little bit. Yeah. It just seems like the writers' demands are a little too. Um, to what's the word I'm looking for? Out of reach. I think their demands are out of reach to an extent, yeah. <clears throat> but I think that they are warranted to an extent as well. Sure. Because uh, at part of what's at the core of their strike is obviously this whole uh, this whole uh, emergence of AI technology yeah. <clears throat> and AI. Excuse me. <clears throat> excuse, I'm sorry, folks. And then AI taking their place uh, in movies, TV shows, and whatnot. And that, and obviously, that's very big because if AI technology takes over for them, they lose their jobs, they don't get paid, they don't get residuals, stuff like yeah. this and stuff like that. So that much is definitely warranted. But I do think that there has to come a point where, uh, as much as I agree with what they are striking for and striking about, I also think there has to come a point where they just need to realize that um, these studios just aren't going to bend over and budge for them. They're they're look they're willing to be Gumby, but they're not. The old adage goes, "We're going to bend and not break," and that's what the studios are going to do. It's going to have to take the heads of the unions for the WGA and for um, for AFTRA and everybody else and SAG, SAG yeah. to finally come together and say, "Look, we've given it a valiant effort. We've given it our best shot. Let's sit down. Let's iron out uh, <clears throat> an in between agreement here, and let's just come to some type of an agreement that gets us." I don't know, 65, 70% of what we want. Well, that's usually what it is. I mean, anytime there's a negotiation, you're not going to um, end up, you know, getting everything you want. That's what it is. It's all give right. and take. Right, um, exactly. And uh, I don't know. You know, I mean, I, I think there there are some big problems and issues with streaming and, and how that's calculated, you know, because mm-hmm. that, that that's that's one of the big caveats I know here is that, you know, how do they calculate a view? What what is it you know what is it considered and and it yeah. seems like it depending depending on what the studios mm-hmm. want to do whether they want to show that their platform is mm-hmm. getting a lot of subscriptions or their shows are getting a lot of views exactly. or if they have to pay for it maybe they want to show it doesn't quite get the views so it's very that it's a very muddied yeah. 
section there of uh, uh, of this whole thing. I mean, it's like yeah. how how do they how do they calculate that? And that's been a big has really been secretive this whole time. Disney, we've talked plenty about Disney, but they're yeah. one of the big ones out there that you know they talk about all these great streaming numbers, but then when it comes down to it, they're losing a bunch of subscribers. Yeah. So this thing is it's like wait, what side? What what is the truth here? And and I do agree with that. I mean, you know, it's tough for them to ask for things when they don't really even know have the correct numbers mm-hmm. uh, so it's tough for the writers exactly uh, and the actors uh, yeah but um, yeah and you know back in the good old days when we had the nielsen ratings i mean the nielsen ratings gave the studios an accurate barometer and an accurate judge as to who was watching what at what times of the day and that's how they base <clears throat> residuals that's how they base the pay that's how they base this and this and that and that mm-hmm. well the one the caveat now one of the caveats with streaming technology is that the numbers aren't judged on ratings based on on viewership anymore. It's based on hits. It's based on downloads. And those numbers can be skewered. They can be tampered with. And so you don't know if Netflix is reporting accurate numbers on who's watching their made for their locally produced content. No, that's, that's what I was saying. <coughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. just don't know what what the truth is. Exactly. And it, so that's at the heart of the matter as well. They can be and they can be fudged in one way or the other depending on what the studio. Yes, wants, they can. But know. come on, Eric, let's be real. Netflix would never do something like that. <laughs> Netflix, would they? Disney, right? come on. They would never HBO, do something Max. like that. It's a perfect never. world, like Louis Armstrong never. once said. Never. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. So anyway, yeah. Unfortunately, it looks like there's no end to the strike yet, and that's effe- um, that's affected a lot of movies opening as well. Because I read today where Dune Part Two, which I was eagerly uh, awaiting for, has now been bumped to 2024. But why would that? Why would I? I heard. Um, why would that be? Uh, why would that affect them? I mean, I, they've, they're done shooting. They're just been. They've they're in the editing's uh, possibly the last of the editing. And stage, that's right? why they have to. That's why they have to bump it ahead because the people involved with doing the editing, they aren't allowed to do it. Even the editors aren't allowed. Even to? the editors aren't. No, oh, no wow. filmmaking whatsoever is to is to be allowed during this. Because I knew the writers, I knew the <coughs> actors. Right, actors can't go and promote things. Right, but exactly. I didn't. I didn't realize that uh, even down to the editing. And wow. Yep. If it involves having to do work for. Because I, I thought the rule. I thought at one point they said though. Now I'm not sure about Dune itself, mm-hmm. but I thought at one point they said. I heard somewhere that you know there there were caveats in there, like if yeah. if everything was shot, yeah, and then they could go forward with those projects mm-hmm. even though while they're striking, but they can't go to reshoots, you know, and, and different things like that. I mean, they can't have a writer come in, obviously, you know, and, and right. tweak the script and do some reshoots. They can't do any of that. But no. so I, I heard there were some, but I don't know. I don't even know what the rules yeah, are. Yeah, we're just speculating, folks. <laughs> I mean, take take what we're saying with a hefty grain of salt because Eric and I are just. But I mean, we. I, well I heard informed, that but. Dune was scared to go against. The, Marvels aren't isn't the Marvels when they're supposed to open at the same time? Well, fu- yeah, funny you mentioned that because now that Dune has been bumped to 2024, the Marvels is taking its place not only in the rotation of movies scheduled to come out, but it's also going to be appearing on IMAX as well. <laughs> so, and Dune was to be premiered on IMAX first and then hit traditional theaters. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's like great. So, Dune gets bumped and gets pushed back at the end of the line for the Marvels, which, quite frankly, I'm not going to go see. Who's going to watch that? Right, exactly. Uh, we're a comic booked out here from here <laughs> so yeah. yeah not a good idea there but all right we get it I well guess. i'll tell you kind of moving along here there yeah. is something that we have seen um both of us actually recently and we kind of want to do a review of it yeah absolutely right? so why don't you tell the, the the folks out there that are wondering what have we mm-hmm. seen what do you think for, uh mm-hmm. just take it okay let's do a yeah. non-spoiler which is probably going to be two minutes 
real quick, yeah. non-spoiler review, and then we'll get into the spoilers. We'll let you guys know out there that okay. are listening so that they can, you know. Yeah, sure. They can pause it, go watch the show that we're going to talk about, come back and sure. finish our review. Okay, go ahead. Sounds good. What am I going to talk about? Non-spoiler review Non-spoiler of, review of Ahsoka. Oh, so that's what I was waiting for. Okay, which okay. one? Okay. Ahsoka. Oh, you're like looking at me like, okay, wait, yeah, which right. one? I know it's true. I'm sorry. We talked about like, oh, we're going to do we're going to talk about we this did. and talk about that and talk about three different ones, right? Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay, okay, sorry. Sorry to leave you hanging. But anyway, no, it was Ahsoka. No worries. Ahsoka. Okay. Non-spoiler review. The lightsaber has run out of kyber crystals, folks. <laughs> That's my non-spoiler review. Let's see. Which one is it? Is it this one? That one right there. Uh, That that sums up Ahsoka uh, episode one and two. For me. It might be different for you. Now, I did like Ray Stevenson, but it might be different for you than it is for me. You tell me. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, you know, going in, going into watching this, I really wasn't expecting much. And it was kind kind of a similar feeling with Andor. I'm like, okay, I'll just take it as it comes, you know, see what happens. Sure. And uh, yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. I mm-hmm. will get into the spoiler stuff, but I'm just going to say that uh, at this point in the non-spoiler, the writing is terrible. I have I do not come from Rebels or Clone Wars. I have not seen those. I do. I have no friggin' clue what's going on. They did a <clears throat> terrible job of including people <clears throat> on the outside mm-hmm. to kind of know what's going on. Yeah. The characters are boring. Uh, Rosario Dawson, I like her as an as an as an actor, but yeah. but the, the way she's playing his character, and you can tell me, <clears throat> yeah, you've seen those other one, Clone Wars and uh, uh, and Rebels and Rebels, yeah. <clears throat> is that yeah. Ahsoka? Is that how she's she is just very monotone, very unemotional? Is that how she is in those? Well, yes and no. So in the animated series Clone Wars, Ahsoka obviously was Anakin Skywalker's Padawan learner, mm-hmm. and so obviously Clone Wars takes place during the Clone Wars, the in, the um, the uh, the incident that bridges episodes two and three in the uh, the Skywalker trilo- the prequel trilogies. I'm sorry, episodes one, two, and three. So, yeah, then the animated character in that series, Clone Wars, is very adventurous, very rebellious, very mm. rambunctious. She's young, so she's still learning. Yeah. But um, there, there is a little bit of a... Um, a little bit, not a dark side to her, not like her her master Anakin, but um, j- yeah, just very rambunctious, very rebellious, very doesn't necessarily follow the rules, right? Do- exactly, doesn't yeah. necessarily follow the rules. Okay. Very haphazard in the way that she handles her business, kind of and, off emotion or off <clears throat> just that first instinct. She right. acts and then thinks <clears throat> about it later. Exactly, okay, and then it. she's pretty much the same way when she uh, bridges over into Rebels. Okay, so now Rebels is different than Clone Wars in that it's not quite as um, it, it has its gritty moments, but it's not quite as gritty as what Clone Wars was throughout the run of its series. Mm. Uh, but, you know, I think the whole point with this Ahsoka is because she broke away from Anakin and she left him uh, before she could complete his training, knowing what he was turning into. I think the, what the writers might be trying to do with her is just kind of show the character from a different element, show her kind of like very similar to Anakin, where like Anakin was conflicted from the good side and the dark side. Mm. Ahsoka is conflicted as well, but in a different way. Conflicted from loyalty, conflicted from um, her sense of honor, her sense of duty to the Jedi, because she did have that in both of the animated series. But also I think I can sense in her a, uh, a sense of failure in a way. Like either she was failed or she failed somebody else, especially when she left Anakin. Because you're right, the character that Rosario Dawson plays 
is very shuttered in, very closed off, and so it's hard to get a read on her as to what she's yeah. feeling at that time. Now, granted, we've only seen the first two episodes, so we don't know how the character is going to unfold yet. Well, you know, and and it wouldn't be, and and I don't know, you know, I mean, it, it's got to be tough to to play a character, especially with all the. I mean, yeah. she has that big headdress thing, whatever that thing is, and and you know, but still, I mean, she seemed like she could emote something. I mean, it, it's not even, and you know what, you know what, Jason, it's not mm-hmm. even that that she's like doesn't. It's not like she's conflicted. To me, it's almost like she knows she's mm-hmm. playing it as if she knows what's going to happen in the end. Yeah, exactly. And and that's what that's the problem, though. It's mm-hmm. just, it, there, there's no there's there's no like you know leaving the audience uh, uh, wondering what what the heck's going to happen. She's just playing yeah. it like okay, I'm going to fly over here. I'm going to go over here. I'm going to get this thing. I'm going to fight this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's very it's it's just like wait, where's where's the uh, uh, you know where, where's the sense of urgency? Well, you know? and, and this is where I think watching some portions of Clone Wars and Rebels will help carry over into the live action series because, like you just alluded to a few minutes ago. A lot of these characters like Sabina Wren and Ezra Bridger and um, uh, they are carryovers from those animated series as well. That alien cat thing, chicken, whatever that thing is. That's right. Yeah, and so (laughs) and so it's kind of important to realize that a lot of the a lot of the main tenets of of the first two episodes of Ahsoka come directly from the clone from Clone Wars and from Rebels. Mm. And so having that understanding of how those animated series are might help. I'm not saying it would make Ahsoka better, but I can see what they're doing now where they're basically taking the key elements from the animated series, yeah. kind of hodgepodging them together and then turning them in what will probably be the duration of this uh, uh, first season of Ahsoka. Well, and, and and like I said, you know, that's that's really a terrible thing that Disney or that, I mean, not Disney, I should say, but Lucasfilm did. And I, I assume it's Dave, Dave Filoni because he's the one that wrote it. Um, yeah. is, that, is that, you know, I should be able to watch that show and not have to have had watched Clone Wars or Rebels to be involved. I don't have to know everything and every detail. Okay. But I think they're doing the audience a disservice because you're trying to capture an audience that I think, you know, you have a minority that have seen those shows and a majority that yeah. haven't because the majority, you know, has knows the Star Wars universe. Well, and see, Dave Filoni was executive producer on Clone Wars, and then he yeah. was also involved in Rebels too. Yes, and so yes. he did an outstanding job with both of those series. And, so, and some, so, and I've heard, and I've heard some, some, you know, because of these two episodes, and because that this was supposed to save Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. This was supposed to save Lucasfilm. Because let's not forget that the, yeah. this Ahsoka is supposed to be the uh, the flagship now mm-hmm. to save to to lift up. Lucasfilm and mm-hmm. get it back up to where it was. Right, that, that's what this this has been been pushed out there. Mm-hmm. Um, have, have that we as an audience have been told us. And I'm watching this thing and I'm like, this is freaking terrible. I mean, Andor <laughs> to me, Andor. I don't know any of the characters in Andor besides Andor, mm-hmm. and and I know what Andor's fate is. Right mm-hmm. from from Rogue One. Yeah, I was more interested in those characters and what was going on the way that they did that than I am in, in Ahsoka mm-hmm. in the okay. first two episodes. I mean, you know, if you match those two episodes up that it, it's not even, it's not even close, man, in my opinion, but right, right. Exactly. And so, so yeah, I mean, it's, 
You know, for me, there obviously there were certain elements about the first two episodes that I did like. I mentioned. Okay, okay let's okay, let's do this. Yeah. So we 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 both we pretty much talked non spoiler non spoiler review. Let's we're gonna get into spoilers right now, folks. Yeah. So if you don't want to hear them, just pause it, go watch the show, come back, and then <laughs> right? you can ride right along with us as we go into spoilers. So exactly, are you ready? All right, one, two, three, three. go. All right, so. <laughs> So I missed my cue there, didn't I? <laughs> I was waiting for the big buildup. Okay, <laughs> you're talking about there's, there are some things you like about it. Yeah, there are some things I like about it. The first thing I liked about it was Ray Stevenson's character, Balin Skull. Mm. Uh, Ray Stevenson, of course, fabulous British character actor, has been in a number of, of great projects over the years, and he also, in, I mean, incidentally, passed away uh, earlier, yeah. earlier this spring. So rest in peace, Ray. How old was he? He, he was, was in his like, 50s. Oh, my god! So he was still fairly young. Wow. For a guy, yeah. That's crazy. But he plays this dark... Uh, Dark Jedi type character named Balin Skull. Okay, and yeah. yeah, so so and then his um his apprentice that he has with now him. now let me ask you this because I yes. don't know was he in Rebels also that character? I'm trying to remember. I want to say yes because honestly, I watched more of Clone Wars than I did Rebels. Mm. But I, I want to say he was in Rebels. At least the animated character was. Okay, but Balin Skull is kind of like this big <clears throat> dark Jedi who left the Order years and years ago. Not really a Sith, because he never really devoted himself to the Sith. He's more like a uh, like a Count Dooku type. Well, even though Count Dooku was a Sith Lord, kind of like a um, rogue. Yeah, uh, kind of like a rogue Jedi, Jedi basically. On his own. Yeah, on his own, acting on his own morals, basically and his for own hire, principles. maybe a, like a Jedi a, for hire. Yeah, yeah, there you go. But so yeah, and he's at the very epicenter of these first two episodes, where he and his apprentice, uh, who's a, uh, the apprentice's name. Is uh, Harris? Oh, not not Sindula, That's General Sindula, I'm sorry. It is um, uh, Shin Harty, played by Ivana Sokno, I believe is her name. Mm. Um, they are in search of this uh, round map-like object that will lead them to a popular character from Rebels. Yes. Well, by the name of Ezra Bridger, but also the map leads them to a location for. Hello, Grand Admiral Thrawn. That's yeah. right, the character from the um, from the Heir to the Empire, Timothy Zahn, Star Wars novels, and also Admiral Thrawn made an appearance as an animated character in both Clone Wars and Rebels. Mm. And so apparently Thrawn is in exile, and this map can show um, Balin's skull and his uh, associates the location of Admiral Thrawn. They can find him, bring him back with hopes yeah. of resuscitating the Empire, and then yada, yada, yada. Well, and he's hired by, who is that? Is she supposed to be a witch or something? Who's She's that? supposed to be a witch. Okay. In fact, they make a, uh, they make a, um, they make a reference to the fact that she is from the planet of Dothraki, which is where the witches of Dothraki uh, are from in the animated series Clone Wars. Okay, see, I have so, no, I have no clue. And if you guys are out yes. there listening and being like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, I'm, trust me, I'm. This is the same for me too. Yeah. See, this is the problem. This is the whole problem. There's too many. It's different if you have a couple little little things that are mm -hmm. that are not that are kind of told throughout the story. Right. But it. This is the huge problem right here. I I have no idea. All there's too many details. Mm -hmm. to know about all these characters. You know what I mean? It's yep. too complicated to jump in and just watch and enjoy as a fan of of just Star Wars in general. Okay. So I, so yeah, right. so I mean, I'm I mean, I'm watching it and I'm kind of getting okay. Yeah, I'm sure this is this person and that's got to be tied in. And I kind of get the idea that they're building a yeah. Uh, a, a starship and you know and i kind of get the general idea the gist of what's going on yeah but anyway yeah so this is a huge 
This is a huge problem for them. And, and, they're, I, not, and they're not doing a good job. And as a non-star, I mean, as, as someone who doesn't, who didn't watch the animated series, I guess I can see it through that lens then. Cause I'm looking at it from a little bit of a biased standpoint, to be honest with you. Cause I did watch those series. So I am somewhat familiar so with, you know, all the politics, you know, all the backstories, you know, most you know, of it. You, yes. you have, you have an idea of to, yes. as to what's going on. And so from that standpoint, for someone like you who didn't watch those two animated series a yeah. lot, and for any other person just wanting to tune in to find out what it's like, then yes, from that standpoint, I can understand why it would be hard to follow. Because then you're saying to yourself, okay, wait, well, how is this character connected to this character? Well, and, and then what it does is, is it yes. basically pulls me out of the show and it gets to a point where go. I just don't care. And from that standpoint, I can definitely see that. Yeah. So you are right. A little bit of background help would have been necessary there, Dave. And and, and not much, you know, and that's the thing. I mean, there, there's so much going on here. I think they could have done it in a whole in, in a different yeah. way. You know, not knowing all the the backstory myself. I mean, it just seems like they could have done it a better way. I mean, listen, they they threw us into into a new hope right originally mm-hmm. in 77 when star wars came out yep. they had the scroll and mm-hmm. they did in this one too to yeah. be honest i can't even remember what it said i read the thing but i can't remember now because there's yeah, too, too much other stuff going on right um but they did a good job in the original to kind of throw you in the middle of the story without having to you know mm-hmm. without you having to know everything right exactly um but then the characters yeah i don't know you know when, when you had i think that's what it is too is that they're they're trying to show too much these characters aren't mysterious. They could have brought Ray Stevens and leave the witch out for a while and just, who's this guy? Yeah. Let's get to know him. What's going on? A couple yeah. episodes with him. And then kind of gradually build up. All of a sudden, they throw us in and say, we got to find a ball. Mm-hmm. It's a map. It's going to get this guy. They keep mentioning Thrawn every five seconds. I'm right, like, okay, right. so is this the big payoff? And so here's what's going to happen. I'll tell you for me. I may continue watching it, but when they get to Thrawn, I'm going to be like, okay, who? I don't care. Who is this guy? See, like you're excited about it because you you know I read this the, character. I read the Zahn novels, the yes. Thrawn trilogy, so I know who Thrawn is. But so you're super you, hyped. I'm super hyped, yeah. But for someone like you who may not have read the Thrawn trilogy or saw, again, the character in the animated series, yeah. you're like... Huh? I'm like, okay. Huh? Who's this guy? Right, exactly. So from that standpoint then, looking at it through that lens, I can definitely get the criticism and the cynicism as well. Yeah. I I think what they should have done is they should, if they wanted to do this, like all this stuff, they should have did like a kind of somehow quick recap maybe Hmm. of of maybe the first episode of maybe the first half of the episode, do like a recap of what has happened. Like maybe have Ahsoka meditating or something and remembering all so, of this and going through some some of the the major points that would help lead other people through. So this. you're talking about like flashback scenes, like a flashback, <clears throat> like okay. a recap flashback of okay. like you know she's thinking of all this stuff. Because I don't know, there's obviously some okay. There's obviously we know that Sabine is her padawan, and there's some issue between them. We have no idea what's going on. I have no idea what's going on. You know, it's like oh, okay, I, they're yeah. mad at each other, I guess. Oh, oh, they're gonna do this whole. Well, I don't want you to come. Well, I don't want to go. Well, then why don't you come? Well, then why don't you ask me to go? I mean, it's like it's like who's on first? No, what's on second? Yeah, who? No, I mean who's on first? Exactly. Right. I got gotcha. you. Okay. What did you think? Okay, let's let's get to the writing of this. Yeah. What did you think? Here, here's I'm gonna, I'll tell you what I think, and then you can jump in here. Yeah, anytime, and, and jump in. You can trust me. You can uh, cut me off anytime. Oh, good, because I, I go on and on. You know how I go. Okay, <laughs> right. The the scenes and the writing were freaking terrible. Mm-hmm. They were the scenes were way too long, and mm-hmm. and about every about things that don't matter, every little thing, and a lot of times they just repeated what you just saw. Like mm-hmm. there'd be a lightsaber battle, and they're like, uh, and then the next scene, yeah, I had a lightsaber battle with that guy and he did this and did that and did that. And it's like, oh, i just saw that i don't need to see that right 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 you see what i'm saying 
is like got yeah. you. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, uh, the writing did feel kind of stale in these it first did, two huh? episodes. Just it, a bunch of kind of seem like one liner baloney that we hear in every. Yeah, exactly. Well, there, there it felt like that there was even though they were establishing the premise of the story, which we already know. I mean, it still did, it still felt like a story that doesn't have a heartbeat. Because if you're mentioning this little map as being the key to the premise of the story this early in the the series, how are you going to elongate that enough to keep viewers interested in how it will drive the plot? Now, I'm sure they I'm sure they found a way, and obviously we know that Thrawn's going to come in eventually. Some other popular characters from both the Thrawn trilogy and the animated series mm. are going to be making their way back in eventually as well. But you're right. I mean, it's it was very it was kind of like a flatline of story of the story there a little bit. Yeah. And so yeah, when I sat back watching it, the only thing I really got geeked about was again seeing Balin's skull and then seeing. Um, and then seeing uh, a Sabina Wren fight with uh, Skull's apprentice uh, when she finally got the map on yeah. the uh, communications tower there. That was kind of a cool little lightsaber duel. That was really the only thing I got geeked up about, but otherwise nothing really major made me want to do cartwheels. Another another big, another big problem. Uh, yeah. She gets stabbed with the lightsaber and then just all of a sudden bounces back. Are you friggin' kidding me? That looked like the fatal death blow when, to me. When did, I don't know when, about that. When did lightsabers become like nerf swords? I mean, the, I guess you can just slice. I mean, you can slice people, slice and dice them. Well, Disney it, Disney has gone woke. Well, I, you know, <laughs> I, I have heard that from other people, and that's true. You know, it's like, you know, there was always consequences. I mean, when you had obviously you had uh, uh, Vader. What's the time Anakin fight uh, Obi Wan? I mean, he he took off limbs. I mean, it's it's devastating consequences. Well, first of all, Sabina Wren, who got stabbed with the lightsaber, is was a major character in Rebels, and she's obviously going to be a major character in this yeah. series. So you can't kill her off this don't, early. Though. Don't 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 stick her with a lightsaber, though. You know what I mean? Do something else where she lost the fight. Well, I what, mean, you can do other things. Well, what do you want her to do? Knock on a door and say trick or treat? I mean, what else? <laughs> no, are we but I mean, do, do other things. Force throw her here. Do something. Maybe throw her off the edge where she's hanging on for dear life, and Ahsoka has okay. to save her. Oh, I see where you're coming from now. You know what I mean? Something. Else. You want to be held in anticipated suspense, but, but right? What they've done. What, I, what I'm saying is that what they yeah. seem like they've done is that they they've they've minimized the lightsaber now. Now it's just a okay. toy. Now it's a toy. Okay. Okay. So it's going to be like these things where people get you know it's one thing to like lose a limb, and you could say okay, it's real. Robotics, but I yeah. mean that was devastating. When I saw Luke Skywalker lose his hand, you know, I was like, "What? What? Right? Exactly. That was huge." And then even you know? when Anakin got his arm cut off by Count Dooku in, uh, oh yeah, in, in Episode right. Two, you're like, "Okay, here's where it starts." All right, yeah, you, yeah. Know? you know what I mean? Those are yeah. devastating consequences. Okay, they can have a robotic arm, but yeah. I mean, you're getting when you get stabbed with it. It's the same. It's so funny. I heard people there's like memes out there where where Qui Jin is like Qui Gon Jin or Qui Gon Jin. He's, yeah. he's over there, you know, like uh, he's making fun of this. Are you freaking kidding me? I get stabbed, <laughs> and then this this person just bounces back, and I mean, come on, right? Exactly. What kind of lightsaber did Darth, Darth Maul have that? Uh, I saw I saw a funny meme where it was like a, one of those three image memes stacked on top of each other. It showed like uh, it said. Uh, it showed Darth Maul in Episode One. I get sliced by Obi Wan. Here I come back in Solo. I have robotic legs. She gets stabbed with a lightsaber, and she's ready to run the next day or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> so it's it crazy, kind of right? Funny. It was. It was funny. Oh my god! I mean, that, the, the, that whole thing is it's just it's nuts. Okay, so right. And then I'll tell you, and I have a problem with the fight scenes. The fight scenes were basically dead to me. I mean, I don't. I I was not into the fight scenes. I don't know. It looked mm. more like dance choreography. 
than it did lightsaber. They were definitely choreographed scenes that weren't meant to be too graphic or too over-sensationalized. Yeah. It's not like the lightsaber duels in episodes one, two, and three, which you can well, clearly tell were more intense than in, any, than in the original uh, trilogy. I'm not a fan of... I wasn't a fan of the uh, Obi-Wan series mm-hmm. uh, on Disney+, Plus, but I think mm-hmm. uh, the, the duel between Obi-Wan and uh, Darth Vader was the a last lot episode, better. oh, that was classic. That was, that that was, was, that was a great... Yes. Why can't they repeat that with these scenes? Now, you know, I don't know if it's maybe and the actors aren't as physical. I don't know what's going on, but I mean, yeah. why can't they do that? It makes no sense. It, it it pulled me out. It looked kind of phony. You know, when mm-hmm. this is the deal, too, when when I understand it's there, it's all fake and it's it's Hollywood. I understand yeah, all yeah. this. Yeah. But my point is this, you know, you've got the stakes where, you know, you've got a lightsaber. You have to make you have to make the stakes real though to the the viewer somehow you know what i mean but when mm-hmm. it just seems like it's like you know you have these big wide <clears> open <throat> words like well why wouldn't you just slice them in half right there you have an opening no you're going to put your lightsaber away and wait until they recover and then go i mean this isn't you mm-hmm. know it doesn't make sense it doesn't right. make sense okay okay I, I don't know i just didn't like it mm-hmm. um yeah so i'm eh, and yeah and Ur- I, urgency wasn't there the script wasn't there the fight right. scenes weren't there <laughs> right and to be, per- be perfectly honest with you when the next episodes drop next week i'll probably push them off really there are better things for me to watch <laughs> there are <laughs> all right so what 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 are your uh, um we're almost out yeah we're almost out of time here okay. but um what uh what else do you have to say on on ahsoka i mean are you overall were, were you pretty pumped? I can't remember. Were you pretty pumped uh, for this to come out? Or was like, meh, you know. Honestly, on a scale of 1 to 10, I was about a 5 for okay. anticipation. Uh, only because um, you and I have both felt let, let down with the way Mandalorian was handled in mm. Season 3. Even though I liked Obi-Wan much better than you do, um, we both still had our reservations about it. So I, I was cautiously optimistic about Ahsoka, and I still am. Okay, but with that being said, I am willing to give Dave Filoni and John Favreau here a chance to let, let's see what they've done with this, and and again, it's it's going to be tough. Well, not tough. I should let me let me recant what I just said. <clears throat> it's going to be very interesting to see how this series unfolds because you're dealing with a character that was previously an animated character that you're turning into a live action. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for some fans and even non-fans to relate to a live action character that was previously an animated character. There's a different level of relation to those. Okay. That there's and so especially in the Star Wars universe, especially with Clone Wars and Rebels which were excellent animated series, but they were still you could tell that they were geared more towards a much younger audience where not only adults could watch them but so could young children. And so this series while kids can view it it's still not geared towards the much, much younger audience, like people like your daughter's age and then even my daughter's age. So yeah. that's going to be really, really tough or really interesting for me to see how that unfolds, to see if they make Ahsoka more grittier and more realistic than she was in the animated series. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that would that will be interesting to, to see. Yes. I'm not going to cut bait yet. Let me just say this. If the next episode is just really a stinker, then I'll probably just um, wait and watch the rest of it in like next year <laughs> and yeah. see what happens. I don't know. Well, it w- yeah, same, same here in the sense of, you know, I don't know. I, I may watch the next one, see what happens. These first two 
was a disappointment. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, it was just, it seemed like it was super slow. It seemed like a lot of the stuff, it's not that they had to, f- that would be different. If they would kind of fill you in as to what's going on, those slow moments are fine, but it just right, seems like right. they were just basically trying to make filler. You know, mm-hmm. to say, oh, we've got, you know, 50, 40 minutes, whatever the episodes were. I think there were yeah. 48 and one mm-hmm. was uh, almost an hour. Um, I think they were uh, uh, just trying to put in filler mm-hmm. uh, with it. So, right, I don't right. know. I'm not I'm not too uh, not too excited about it. <laughs> Sorry, selfie moment there. <laughs> no, I was like, Had to get that out. <laughs> Had to get that out. Trying to cross promote our show. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, no, but I, I think they're just, it just put in a lot of filler. I was disappointed, you know, whereas, you know, like I said, I didn't know what was really going on. The writing seemed like it was kind of stale, stagnant, didn't really do anything. Yeah, exactly. It I, didn't have, um, I, I had no problems. You know, I, I think the, the sets and, and the way that they showed it, the ships, um, all of that I think look really that's good. That's all good. Yeah. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that, that looked great. Yeah. Um, the set, the set design is fantastic. Uh, costumes, the props, and everything else are, are fantastic. Yeah. Just the most important elements of the show aren't fantastic. It's, right it's almost like, yeah, it's almost for, for people like me that have not that do not know Rebels mm-hmm. uh, and Clone Wars, it, it is. You feel like you've kind of just been dropped in the middle and you don't know what the heck's dropped in the middle of a story. Exactly. It's like you walked in the middle of a movie theater. Yeah. You know, you, you missed the previews. You missed the first hour of the movie. Yeah. You sit down and you're like, wait, what the what the heck's going on here? And there's a lot of content with Clone Wars and Rebels because Clone Wars, I believe, was seven seasons long. And then Rebels, I think, was five or six. So that's a lot of content to binge and catch up on just to get familiar with these characters. Yeah. You know, it's almost like you have to go in and cherry pick and kind of figure out, okay, what are the best episodes I absolutely need to watch? Well, I know which ones they are. Just the average viewer who's never seen these before won't. And so really the mm-hmm. only way you can get a true appreciation of that is by binging everything. And again, that's a lot of content to binge. Well, and, and, it's, and whether, and I don't, you know, that's what I'm saying. In, in this, I guess, I don't even know what she is. And I know that other, I can't remember that other character's name, the the green one. Oh, General Sinduli. General, yeah, I yeah. see. Now she's a general. I don't know, is, is Ahsoka a general too in this or no? Uh, no, I don't think she is. Uh, she never achieved a rank. The okay. way that Anakin did in the in Clone Wars and Rebels, at least not to my knowledge, not my, to my. My point was, I don't know where it left off in the story and where she where she mm-hmm. was picking up at this point. Mm-hmm. But it was almost it has to be like a hero's journey, right? They have she, there has yeah. to be where she's out of it and it's a call to action. They bring her back in, and we get yeah. some of the backstory. Yeah. She mm-hmm. says no, she refuses, but mm-hmm. events happen. Maybe Sabine gets in trouble. Then she yeah. comes in. She, she's got no choice. Then she's got to come in, and that's when you know. It, it just, I don't know. I'm very, oh, very, uh, I don't know, very sad. Uh, I can tell you're very disconcerted about this. Yeah, you know, because I, I, everybody talked about this. Oh, so I can't wait till it comes out. This is going to be it. This is going to be all. Oh, everybody was so pumped about this. Yeah. And I watch this and I'm like, what the heck, man? If this was the way Clone Wars and Rebels was, I, I'm glad I didn't no, watch no. that. Clone Wars is much better. Trust me, it is. Yeah. All right. Any last final thoughts here before we go? Uh, Ahsoka. Yeah. Last final thoughts on Ahsoka. My rating, 5 out of 10. Uh, you're not exactly losing sleep if you don't see it right away. So if you can yeah. afford to wait on it, that's fine. Take a snoozer if you need to, and then watch it later on with your family if you feel so desired. My final thoughts on this is, uh, you know what? It's it's typical Lucasfilm now. Just what you said. <laughs> you know, they, they Andor was the only promising series 
And I, I think I, I would watch Andor. Anything else they put out, I don't even know. I mean, are they going to do the Acolyte still? Is that still something when they come back from the strike? No, from what I've heard, Acolyte it's has done, been right? completely we scrapped. We talked about it, I think. Yeah, yeah it's, it's been completely it's scrapped. Been scrapped. So, I mean, I, I don't even know. I don't know where they're at, but anyway. Yeah, neither do I. Well, folks, sorry we didn't have some good news on Ahsoka for you, but... Uh, oh, the lightsaber is, just dimmed down, folks. Is. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, hey, we uh, we hope you enjoy the show. Uh, check us out on the social media. We are at uh, X, formerly Twitter, at PTI underscore podcast. And, and on Facebook at Pardon the Intermission. All right. Hey, you guys take care out there. We will see you on the next episode. Yep. God bless. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Now, I want you to go check out one of the other best podcasts around. It's called the No Focus Radio Hour. It has comedy and insight from the greatest minds in the know. And how do I know? Well, because I'm part of that great show also. So please go check it out. It's available on all your podcasting apps. The No Focus Radio Hour.